T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And we're going to help you keep it running thanks to the help we always get from AOC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. How are things at Lloyd's? Well, <laughs> things are snowy at Lloyd's. Yeah, snow. That that really makes. I was looking at a news story about another uh, another business, but you guys run into the same situation at Lloyd's. Where do you put all the snow because you need room for vehicles? You know, we have to have it removed, and uh, uh, that's just the way that it is. And that's you know. That business hasn't happened for a long time, so it's really good for the people that are in that business uh, that they now have a place or some snow to haul and some some snow to store and put away. But uh, now the streets are getting narrow, and and, uh, snow is everywhere. Isn't it something? (laughs) It really is. The only only good news is the uh, sun is so high that it... Yeah, it it is starting to melt quickly. Yeah, it really it really does make a difference at that angle. Yeah, if you do have uh, any kind of a car care question for Dan, he's the man you want to chat with either by phone or send Dan a text. Here's the phone number: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or send a text eight one eight zero seven. Dan uh, got an uh, well, it was actually an email, it wasn't a text uh, this week about uh, warming up your vehicle. Is there a rule of thumb? I mean, what do you do personally with your vehicle? If a vehicle is outside in below zero weather, uh, I mean, it, I know it, it's you're, you're using gas up, but how long do you keep it running before you take off? Well, you know, the uh, the auto starts, That uh, maybe that's a good answer. If you use your auto start, that, that will only go for 10 minutes. It'll shut off. Oh, it will. And so, oh. yeah, I think by 10 minutes, uh, well, I shouldn't say it all. On mine, it'll run for ten minutes and then shut off, and uh, uh, so that's probably plenty. I mean, that for sure is plenty because when I get in my car after I use the auto start, it's you know it's warm inside, the seat heater's been on, and and uh, it works great. It's that's plenty of time, probably too much. You don't need to let it run that long, but uh, you know when it's severely cold, I think the minimum you should let it run is probably one minute, really, uh, just oh, yeah. to get the juices flowing and get things happening. And you know, Denny, in radio time, a minute's a long time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it really is. When you're, sit- when you're sitting in your car and you're cold and you're shivering and, and uh, to actually sit there and let it run for one minute is probably uh, seems like a long time, but I think that's a good idea. And I don't know that we'll have to worry about that anymore this year. Well, I guess we will have some below zero. Well, I, uh, I'm looking at the forecast now and uh, tonight, let's see. Tonight we're going to get down to 12 below, Sunday night yeah. 9 below, and Monday night 2 below. So, yeah, we'll uh, at least for a that few counts. days. <laughs> it, it really yeah, does. Okay, we'll, we'll put that in the cold category for sure. Uh, for sure, yeah, for at least for you another one, week or so. You know, one thing weather-related that I wanted to warn people about, Denny, is, is uh, with the roads so narrow, yeah. be careful with your mirrors. And anybody that... Uh, has a newer car with, especially people with a newer car with the, you know, where the uh, mirrors have cameras in them. 
and where they have lane detection and all that sort of stuff, boy, oh, boy, those mirrors have gotten so expensive. It, I mean, it, you could literally spend $1,000 on a mirror. Oh, I believe that. Uh, with getting all of that reinstalled and reprogrammed. Um, so a good warning, I think, is to people is be very, very careful when you're parked on these narrow roads. You know, fold your mirrors in if you can, get them out of the way, and uh, but just be aware that if cars are cruising next to you very closely, there's a good chance that your mirror is going to get tagged, and, and you just don't want that to happen because it gets very expensive. Speaking of uh, snow and expensive, have you guys at uh, Lloyd's seen many? I'm thinking about all the snow that keeps falling and people kind of sliding into curbs with their uh, with their tires and bending the wheels. Have you seen much uh, of that this winter? You know, that's kind of an early season thing. Once oh, it is. the snow piles get as big as they are now, the uh, fortunately the you know the uh, the pile catches you and, and uh, so you you know the curb is so far away you can't get into it. Kind of absorbs and, uh, the. Uh, it does, and the snow kind, the snow and ice kind of absorbs it. The ice it kind of slides up over, and the snow, uh, of course, just absorbs the impact. So we haven't seen quite as much of that now as as we have in the morning, or I mean, in the early season. But that uh, that certainly does happen, and that's another thing to be careful of. You know, you just have to change the way you drive a little bit in the oh, winter, yeah. and you have to slow down and give more space and. Be conscious of what's around you and where you're parking and all that sort of stuff. You just have to think ahead a little bit. And I see... The end, the end will come, they promise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. We, uh, we've we received yeah. a lot of text messages over this uh, winter, and I see a lot of folks on the road that don't know, or maybe they're oblivious, that if it's a snow, a snowstorm, whatever, uh, you, you need to turn on your... Or if it's raining, you need to turn on your headlights. It's the law. Well, that's it's the it's the law, and it's common sense. I mean, that's just that's just smart. You need to be seen, and you need to see even more than that. You know that your headlights, for the purposes of seeing where you're going, uh, they the just as importantly, they allow other people to see you. Yeah. And uh, when it's snowing hard, uh, it's hard to see, and it's that, that that's a big deal too. That to uh, to have your headlights on, have your wipers on and functioning well. You know, a, a torn up wire, a wiper doesn't do you much good when uh, when the snows are coming down. And so, uh, you got to give yourself every advantage uh, out when, when you're out there. It's a battle out there. Well, it can be. And speaking of, uh, uh, I know we'll take a break here in a minute and invite our listeners to call in and text in, which they're doing. Uh, is, is, is the wiper blades? And we've talked about that in the past. Uh, they have really become really expensive, but I have found that in most cases, you get what you pay for. Well, I think that that's true, Denny. You know, back not very long ago, there was, we had a, the only difference in a wiper blade was the length of it. Uh-huh. And just like everything else on earth now, I have a whole wall full of wiper blades in every different style and shape and length and, and design. And so they've, of course, made them very, very complicated. And along with that, uh, you're right, they've gotten very expensive. You know, it's some of the fanciest uh, wiper blades, if you replace both or all three of them, you can be getting close to $100. Oh, I believe that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then my advice is that you need to change them at least every year uh, or they don't work very well. So once a year, you would say, is a good uh, time to change? I think one. Yeah, I do mind probably more than that, but, but uh, yeah, I think once a year is 
is uh, it's probably important to to do that to keep them working uh, the way they need. Yeah. You, know, they, you kind of need kind of need to keep that the blade, the edge of that blade sharp and for yeah. them to do a good job or they start to chatter and leave a film on. And, and then when you're, especially at my age, you add a little <laughs> light, you know, a little less light and, and, um, and a haze on my windshield and I can't see where I'm going. No, it's so, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dan, yeah. ha- hang on, Dan. We're going to take a quick break. You're inviting our listeners. If you have any kind of a car care question, you want to talk to this ASC certified technician, Dan Burns from Lloyd's. He'll help you out in case you have to bring in your vehicle to your favorite shop, your favorite dealer. He'll give you some idea of what might uh, might be wrong with that. 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. You can call it in, or if it's easier, send a text, 81807. We'll be back to answer your questions coming up here on CCO's Car Care Show. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Where exactly in St. Paul are you guys located? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right in the heart of Grand Avenue and on snowy Grand Avenue. Right snowy, now. yeah. Uh, yeah. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call. We'll be there this morning, in fact, at 651-228-1316. Very good. And if you have a car care question, you can call it in or text it in. A lot of folks love the text method. 81807. Let's uh, see if we can't field a few here, Dan. By the way, Dan's going to be with us till just about 745, so don't wait. If you have a question, don't wait uh, to uh, ask that question, again, either by phone or by text. So we'll get it in before Dan leaves us. Texter says this, I have a 2017 F-150. There is no key lock to the back tailgate. When it's real cold, it freezes up and won't unlock. Any suggestions? Well, uh, I don't have a great suggestion on that. You <laughs> park it where the sun shines on it, and uh, and do what you can to keep it dry. But uh, you know that's one of the things that, especially in this type of weather where we get a little snow, and then the, in the afternoon the sun melts on it a little bit, and of course that has water running down into all that mechanism, and uh, with all that water running down in there, it you know when it you park it overnight it's going to freeze so uh how about a heat how about a heat gun well uh, no he can work for sure if you do use a heat gun oh yes you can you can melt the paint that's right Uh, maybe a maybe a hair dryer hair dryer would be better i think safer but i think you can probably melt the paint with that too if you hold it in one spot that's true so just be cautious just be cautious with it but i think the real trick is prevention. You know, know that uh, that there's snow, uh, and and that in in the sunshine the the snow melts. So think ahead a little bit and uh, prevent it. I think is probably the best solution. Good idea. If you want to send a text, eight one eight zero seven. Folks are calling in six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Texter says any harm or benefit to using synthetic oil in a 95 GMC with 120,000 miles on it. No, you know, we've talked about oil yeah. uh, quite a bit in the past, and uh, most good quality, even conventional oil, is getting more and more synthetic uh, all the time. The The synthetic part of it is, or the, you know, the, the word is, is a little bit, uh, confusing sometimes, but but it has to do with the molecules and the viscosity. How well the uh, 
oil lubricates. And um, the the conventional oils have gotten much mo- much better. So most most motor oils are almost synthetic anyway. So the, to answer the question, no, there is no harm. There is. I can only think of benefit. I can't think of any harm that that it would do. Back in the old days, we used to say it would clean it too well, and if it didn't leak before, it will now. But I have kind of gotten away from that. I don't oh, yeah. think that's particularly true. Okay. Yeah. So, so go ahead. I and think use there's it. only ben- there's no, there's only benefit. You should go ahead and use it. All right. Very good. Thank you for that text. Text number eight one eight zero seven. Call us. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's go to the phones. Dan Tom is calling from uh, Clearwater, I believe. Tom, you're on with uh, Dan. Yeah. Good morning. Hey, I got a question here. 2014 Forerunner. Uh, sometimes after it's driven and parked in the garage, I come out and I hear kind of a low grade humming noise that seems to be coming from underneath the vehicle. Seems like the sound is coming from near the rear axle area. It'll come on and then maybe go on for ten minutes and it'll stop. And uh, it might correlate or thinking with moisture, possibly snow or slush being pushed up uh, into that area. Any ideas? Well, I can't think of I can't think of an electric motor that would be running back there unless you have um, airbag suspension. Then uh, the, air, the airbags need to fill up, but uh, I know Toyota offers that, and I don't know if they're on that vehicle or not. But but that's uh, that's something that uh, would cause a. a a pump to run after it's it, the car has shut off, but I can't think of another electric pump that would be underneath the vehicle that would uh, that would run after the vehicle's parked. So I guess my solution or my suggestion is if uh, if it does it frequently, uh, maybe you just want to swing by a, by your shop or any shop and have a professional put an ear to it. It's probably very simple. And it's probably quite normal, but you've kind of got me curious now too. What what is that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And maybe What's if you heard it, it, you if you heard it, you might be able to narrow it down better. But, well, if I heard it, then I could probably put my eye on it, and sure. if I could put my eye on it, then I'd know what it is. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know, there are some some cars some some uh, cars that have uh, like. Uh, air pumps for the catalytic converters and things like that. But but they shouldn't be running after you park the car. They should run when you start the car. Oh, that's frustrating. So, um, yeah, I'm curious what it is, too. So I, I hope you find out and let us know. That's yeah, let us know. know if you find out. Yeah, I'd like to know, too. All right, Tom, thank you. Ron and Sleepy Eye is next on CCO. Ron, you're on CCO with Dan. Hi. Morning. Uh, what a fun show. We listen every Saturday. Thank you. Every Saturday I can, I get to listen. Thank you. Uh, I have a 2001 Chevy S10, and uh, on occasion I've driven it to the city twice now, and uh, the next morning, on a cold morning, uh, it wouldn't start. They had headlights and, uh, you know, full power, but it just wouldn't start. One time I uh, crawled underneath, heated it with a, a hairdryer, the starter and uh, tapped it a couple of times and it started. The last time I uh, went up and just basically the next morning it wouldn't start, but the morning after, virtually untouched, sitting in the driveway, it started. 
what's going on. Yeah. Well, that tapping on the starter is a test that we actually do. <laughs> That's a good indicator. You know, it's an electric motor, and there's brushes in there that need to make contact, and if they're not making contact, uh, sometimes they're a little tap, and, and uh, uh, it'll bring it back to life. So... I think that's a pretty good test. Uh, so that's what I would suggest next time that it acts up is give that starter a tap again. And if it if it does start right up, then I would recommend you pretty quickly get after having that starter replaced so that you don't get stuck somewhere. But uh, yeah, that's a it's certainly not the uh, the ultimate test. We sh- you know we should get down there with a uh, with a voltmeter and be sure that we're getting power and ground and everything. Uh, and, and that would be a test that you could do when it's acting up is make sure that you are getting power to both of the terminals on the, on the starter. And if you are, when it's in the start position, then the starter has failed and it needs to be replaced. But okay. what you're describing is a starter that's on its way out. And ah. you never, when it starts, that's a good warning. If When it starts doing that, you only have a few starts left in it. So uh, so get take to care it. of it before you get stranded. Right. Yeah, Dan. Before we have to take a quick break here. Before we do that, a texter uh, wrote in about the uh, caller about the forerunner. That noise. Yes. He said uh-huh. he suggests he or she says the Toyota forerunner guy is it is the ABS brake system that's causing that noise. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it would do that after you shut it off. Yeah, so it could exactly. Be. Yeah. You never know. The, I thank you for ABS that. Brake system. Yeah, the ABS brake system is an electric motor that runs. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. Good, very so well. Hang on, Dan. We'll take this break. Be right back. We have callers on the line. Stay there. We have texters as well. And we'll get to those car care questions coming up in just a moment. And we're talking car care this morning as we normally do this hour. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive is uh, with us this morning answering your questions via phone and text. And, Dan, we have both. So let's see if we can take care of everybody's question this morning before you take your leave. Uh, Bill is calling from uh, Henriette, I believe. Bill, go ahead, please. Hi. Good morning, Denny and Dan. Hey, Dan, I I, I texted last weekend to um, uh, the same question, and I... I did what uh, what uh, your I can't remember his name now, but um, I have an, a Ford F-150 2012. The brake light is remaining on, and Nick told me that there's probably some junk underneath. Take it to a car wash. I did that. The brake light still stays on. Where's my battery down? I will charge it up. The brake line will stay on, and then it'll go off for a few hours. I think everything's okay. And then it comes back on, and it'll stay on for 20 minutes. That'll happen all night long until my battery's dead. It'll be doggone. What do you think, Dan? Well, so the brake lights, you mean that we, you can actually see them on the outside of the car, the brake coming on at times. Is that true? You can see yeah. them on the outside, right, Bill? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's very, very yeah. bright. It's like a... I mean, uh, the back brake light is, is like somebody switching the brakes. Yeah, you know, if if the brake light switch down on the brake pedal isn't working isn't working right, or if it's not adjust adjusted correctly, it can have an effect on the on our temperature can have an effect on it. So, I guess uh, if if you want to j- just do a test, um, if you go climb underneath there and see where the uh, where the brake light or the, where the brake light switch is attached. Uh, simply disconnect that, and 
uh, see if that solves your problem. I'm pretty sure it will. And if that's the case, then uh, run over to the parts store and get a new brake light switch, and I think that'll probably take care of it for you. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks, Bill. Good luck with that. Uh, Frank is calling from St. Paul, I believe. Uh, Frank, go ahead, please. Uh, good morning. Morning. Uh, I have 2000 Honda CRV, and whenever I turn on, you know, defrost, um, air conditioning lights come on. So I'm not sure that is the air condition on or it is the evaporator, you know, that takes, you know, the moisture out. That's normal, isn't it, Dan? Yeah. That, that is exactly, yeah. That's exactly normal. It should act exactly that way. So when you turn the defroster on, the air conditioning system turns on to take the moisture out of the car. Yeah. So don't worry about that. That's just fine. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Yep. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for the call. Uh, Dan, before you take your leave, let's uh, run out, uh, answer some uh, text questions that have come in. Oh, you know, we were talking about the snowbanks, and I'm glad the texter uh, said this uh, about snowbanks. In fact, the snow is piled so high in so many areas, you've seen it too. Very hard to see if there is a car coming when you are turning onto a busy street or maybe pulling out of a parking lot or whatever. Uh, the texture says, even though I creep out twice, I've been honked at. Please let people know there may be a car entering the roadway. But that that is true. In some cases, it's you can't see a thing but snow. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. And, you know, one other thing that I was thinking about is, is uh, if you park your car on the street in the same spot every night, shovel it a little bit. You know, give yourself a little bit more room to to park closer to the curb, and I think it's safer for you, yeah. for your car, and for everybody involved. Perfect. Uh, 2005 Yukon intermittent, quote, service ride control message. What is that about? Serve, well, service it, it, ride it, control. Yeah, there's a, you know, uh, uh, electronic suspension on that vehicle, and uh, and it's having, and there's trouble with it. Something's not right. Uh, there's a, like everything else, it's controlled by a computer that we have access to with our tools. And so we can get in there and see what that code's about and uh, see if there's a problem with it. That might have air suspension, and, and if it does, maybe that air suspension has a leak or there's a switch that's not working or something like that. Of course, the suspension all has to be monitored with uh, switches and so forth, and, and uh, there may be a problem with one of those. So if the light's on, it's warning you that something's not working or perhaps the system is disabled completely. And uh, so you should bring that in and have that checked. I know we've talked about this topic before, and you guys do it at Lloyd's. Texter says, is there a product that will restore the outside of headlights, the lens from headlights uh, that are kind of fogging up? You guys do that. There is. There's not only a product, there's a procedure. We do it uh, at Lloyd's and... uh, you know, most shops offer that service, and there are kits that you can uh, buy at the parts stores and do it yourself. You know, basically what you do is sand off all of that, uh, you know, that grime that has turned opaque colored and uh, and then repolish the plastic underneath and make it shiny and clear again. And uh, in that process, you make the headlight virtually new again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had really good luck with not only do they look perfect uh, after we're done, 
but they hold up pretty well. Oh, they do. And when it's, when you have that yellowing and that, that opaque happening, the headlights are not very bright. So, uh, here again, at my age, I need all the light I can get. And, <laughs> so and, it's uh, definitely a safety yeah. feature, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a safety safety feature. So I would recommend that, yes, you go ahead and either do it yourself or have it done. That's a great idea. I've seen a lot of kits as you have at uh, uh, auto parts stores for that. Uh, for mm-hmm. that doing. So you, then, could... you know, they, like the people will say, I've heard you can polish it with toothpaste. And uh, I haven't tried any of that, but that, I mean, it. it, it I think that would be short term that it would uh, make it a little better. But, but uh, you know, if you, if you want it to be perfect, perhaps the best solution is have it professionally done. I agree. I've tried it, Dan, with, uh, with a, a, a small, you know, a slightly abrasive uh, uh, auto wax that you right. can put on and, and rub and then buff off. But, you know, they've, yeah. they've got the specific stuff. Yeah, it helps, but it doesn't last. Exactly. All right, Texter says, my key fob battery for a 2008 Honda Civic needs replacing. Is that a task I can do myself? It is. Or you can take it to your shop, and they'll probably help you with it for free, or or we certainly do. But uh, uh, from time to time, we have one that's confusing. And if you uh, search the Internet for it, you'll probably find a YouTube video that will walk you right through it. Sometimes it's kind of complicated to get... You know, you have to be careful because you don't. You have to pry the key fob open, and you need to pry in the right spot, or you break it. And you do not want to break your key fob. Be careful about that. So, uh, watch a video, get some more information before you take it on. But uh, but oftentimes it's easy to do. One more quick text, and then we have to run. Uh, I'm told my 2016 GMC Terrain requires synthetic oil. Gets expensive. Is it mandatory? Uh, well. No, I mean, uh, it, the car will certainly work on conventional oil, but the manufacturer is recommending synthetic oil for a reason. And with synthetic oil, you extend the uh, service interval. So I think net price on the whole thing is probably pretty close. Pretty so pretty much of a wash. My adv- yeah, my advice would be do what the manufacturer yeah, recommends because they have a reason for doing it. How do we get in touch with Lloyd's? Give us a call. Uh, somebody will be there this morning after 8 at 651-228-1316. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, uh, or come on over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue right between Lexington and Victoria. Good deal. Dan, we'll talk to you next week. We'll have more show. What do you say? Sounds good. I'll be All there. Right. All right. Very good. Thank you, Dan. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.